Welcome to HSBC Talks Business, the podcast series that brings together business leaders and industry experts to explore the latest global insights, trends, and opportunities. Make sure you're subscribed to stay up to date with new episodes. Thanks for listening, and now on to today's show. Hello and welcome to SSBC Top Business. My name is Charles Stowe, Country Head of International Banking for SSBC Indonesia, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Panurul Ikhwan to talk about inward investment opportunities in one of the fastest growing economy in Southeast Asia, that is Indonesia. This is an exciting time for Indonesia, which has been rapidly gaining traction in the global economy as a member of the G20 and as a leading country in the ASEAN region. With a uniquely strategic position, abundant natural resources, business-friendly policy, and a productive population, it's not hard to see why Indonesia is becoming a leading destination for foreign investors looking for a new growth market. To help us explore the reason why Indonesia is an excellent country to consider for investment, we have invited Panurul Ikhwan, who is the Deputy Minister for Investment Promotion at the Ministry of Investment of the Republic Indonesia, or BKPM, the government body in charge of coordinating and facilitating foreign direct investment. Good morning, Manuro. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Batabas. Good morning. To start, could you talk us through your role and what BKPM does to encourage inward investment into Indonesia? Yeah. The government of Indonesia, through our ministry or BKPM, we have the responsibility to try to invite quality investment to come to Indonesia. So the criteria for this quality investment, first, it is bringing sufficient enough capital to Indonesia. And then also bringing technology and at the same time, this will give also a kind of involvement of many parties in Indonesia as a kind of inclusive investment. So those are the things that we need to consider by inviting investment to come to Indonesia. And on the other way, then we have also our role in servicing end-to-end to the potential investor, those who are having interest to come to Indonesia. And these services comprises of first is providing investment climate and also strengthening of uh, 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 conditions and also the government coordinations. And the second one is also providing information, including regulations, investment opportunities, and even uh, the potential investors that could be working together with them. And the third is issuing the licenses for them to run a business in Indonesia. And we do also the work helping investors to deal with related stakeholders during the implementations and the process of this investment. And last but not least, the fifth, we have a kind of monitoring and evaluations to make sure that investment plan that has already been decided by them will be well implemented on the ground. So the investment that has been issued by the license, we just would like to make sure that they don't have any problem for the implementation. That's very comprehensive, Panuro, and such an important role to help foreign investors unlock growth opportunity in Indonesia. For our listeners who may be relatively new to the country, what are the most significant advantages Indonesia has to offer? Yeah, I guess first, uh, it's already been uh, a common understanding that when we talk about ASEAN, a very big market, having not less than 680 uh, uh, million populations, Indonesia is a country having not less than 41% of the populations of ASEAN. And we are also having uh, around the 36% of economy in ASEAN. And very Indonesia is the hub for investment in ASEAN countries. Because by having the country, which is the biggest market, and also having a kind of strong domestic demand, and also having a rich uh, uh, resource country, and we have also downstream industry policy and also thriving digital economy. 
it is the reason for you to come to Indonesia. Because this comprehensive situation of Indonesia, we are quite certain and confident that we, we still have a kind of better future. And when it is better future for Indonesia, it means a better future for the market of any investment to come to Indonesia. Let's now look more closely as business friendly policy, because definitely that's an area where we have been seeing significant improvement from Indonesia, right? Can you uh, talk us through some of those key initiatives? Yeah, uh, first, based on the policy of the government, it's been, it has been a very long time the government of considering about creating better opportunities in Indonesia, even since the very beginning period of President Joko Widodo. He set a very significant policy that we develop our infrastructure. Why infrastructure? Because there is no reason in any developing or advanced countries that they could attract better investment to the country without having sound of infrastructure situations. Because on the second phase, which is now is a part of this period, that we could take advantage from this developed infrastructure. Because by having infrastructure outside Java especially, well developed, now we could get better investment to come outside Java. And because of this, then now the investment realizations outside Java, and also we have a kind of policy that we don't put a kind of difference treatment between foreign direct investment and domestic investment. Because once they are investing in Indonesia, they are going to be treated well, significantly similar. And this is also a kind of comfortability for the investor. And even they could make a kind of better collaborations to do the business in Indonesia. And also we provide, as I did mention, about incentive. It is not only about tax holiday. We have various of, of incentive we could provide. Even one of also the things that we would like to have more is about research and development and training that will give also contributions in the development of the skills of manpower in Indonesia. And this is in a form of 300% of the cost that will be spent by the company for research and development. And this value then will be utilized to reduce the corporate income before being taxed. And if the company then will run a kind of training, the cost of all of this training will be times by 200%. And this value, again, will reduce the corporate income before being taxed. So this will give also sound investment climate incentive and the possibility for them to have a better value and better revenue by running the business in Indonesia. And I guess those are the things that will be giving a certainty for them. A big market with a good incentive and a good policy and also we reduce all the corporate income tax that used to be 25%, now it's only 21, 22%. Right. I think you elaborated a lot of advantages that Indonesia has and the reform has enabled us to have massive foreign investment as we can observe from uh, the statistic from the past uh, few years. Yeah. Now let's move on. Uh, into the topic where our government has a grand ambition to be the top five world largest economy by 2045. We call it the golden vision. Yeah. Give us your thought about that and what are the steps that the country must take to achieve this vision. And for this, we have the strategy of transformations of Indonesia. We have that six strategies. Among others, first is about climate or good investment. And then also we have about the transitions of the energy transition as well and also the changing of our new capital. As we may know that the government, together with the United Nations, that we agreed that we would like to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals, those 17 goals 
that is already achieved and agreed by the community, the member of United Nations, that we are going to achieve this by 2030. We've been passing more than halfway of this 2030 goals. But even though we have been passing more than halfway, the achievement of sustainability development goals is still below 15%. So meaning that we are moving forward very slowly, but Indonesia don't want to be a part of the slowing growth of achievement of these SDGs. So because of this there, Indonesia as a country having a very huge opportunities. It means that first we know that we have abundance of natural resources, but we have also second longest coastal line in Indonesia. We have a potential with these situations that we could do the implementations of uh, absorbing the carbon by cutting mangrove plantations on the leases in Indonesia. So this is a huge opportunity. And then the second one, Indonesia is having the second biggest also peatland. Why with a very good policy, with a very good uh, uh, technology and a very good investment, we could maintain the name of this uh, 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 peatland to keep the methane and carbon not to be released to the atmosphere. And this is also the project that we put over to the investor. The third, we have our tropical forests. And globally, people complain to Indonesia because of the deforestation. And now, this brings about opportunities in Indonesia because we could do investment by doing reforestation with the deforestated land that we are having. But we could invite investors to come to Indonesia to do these reforestations in Indonesia, and they are not paid to cut the tree because we have to grow this up to the very maximum one because the one that will be traded is the carbon that will absorb by this plant when they are making this kind of stamp drawing and we could also make a kind of certificate of the amount of the carbon that is absorbed by this plant. And this then could be traded in the access of carbon market or even in the off-taking uh, trading of this carbon. So these are the things. And we have also another many things, including also ask the mining that could be utilized for making a kind of plantations for uh, farming for, for uh, EV that will be supported by a photovoltaic solar panel in Indonesia. And this gives a good and very huge opportunities as well for us. So these are the things that we are the global community will work in a very right trajectory supporting the global concern about uh, climate change and about growing the business with the green uh, investment. And also, uh, the third one, we talk about downstream industry. Something that is very good about the policy of downstream industry in Indonesia, it is not only about going more downstream for material, materials that we are having as uh, natural resources, but we do this in order to respond the policy from the government that they would like to have a better policy in reducing carbon emissions in Indonesia, which is among others, the second biggest contributors is about transportation. And when we talk about this transportation, we would like to also transform our fossil fuel transportation into the electric vehicles. And the government support on this, supporting this with the policy of giving EV battery ecosystem in Indonesia and giving the policy from the government that would like to have not less than 2 million uh, uh, cars of EV in Indonesia by 2030 and not less than 30 million of motorcycles to be on the road of Indonesia. And this might be much more bigger if we have, let's say, the ecosystems not only about for EV batteries, but EV manufacturing in Indonesia. And these are the things 
that I guess not only about minerals, it is also about oil and gas because you know that Indonesia is having also the possibility and potential for carbon capture and storage. So one of technology that could be utilized by Indonesia uh, primarily to capture the carbon that is released by power plant generation based on coal that to be stored underneath of Indonesia in X mining of oil and gas. So we are facing a very bright future of Indonesia online with the concepts of growing uh, economy of grid. So that's Indonesia. We are very, very confident that Indonesia could be the destination for investment because we give you market, we give you opportunity with the technology and investment to come to Indonesia. We give you manpower. We give you also the policy that we are on the line with the green investment to protect this planet. Thank you so much, uh, Nurul. That's very comprehensive. We indeed have a concrete plan to achieve the 2045 Indonesia Revolution Vision. And it's good uh, to learn that it is uh, very inclusive, uh, future-oriented, and also showing Indonesia contribution to the world when it comes to transition to next zero. Thank you, Pak. At SBC, we are proud to take a leading and active role in facilitating FDI from banking financial services and, of course, in close partnership with you and your team. We have a long history of almost 140 years in facilitating trade and investment to Indonesia and are recognized as the best international bank in the market. We serve a huge portfolio of international clients and across diverse sectors. And now, talking about sectoral growth opportunity, obviously, we have observed major FDI looking nickel, EV battery ecosystem, digital economy, and renewables in the past few years. And we believe this trend will continue. Apart from this sector, in the short to medium term, what are the sector for investment in Indonesia right now? Yeah, I guess uh, as I did mention that downstream industry is one of the priority, the policy coming from the government. Knowing that we have the policy of roadmap for this downstream industry, which is covering eight uh, uh, sectors in 21 commodities in Indonesia. Of course, then the first manufacturing will be uh, the one that you would like to have more in Indonesia. And it is not only because the government wants even this kind of downstream industries, but it is already recorded for the last six years that manufacturing industry in Indonesia is growing. And especially knowing that after 1998 of the crisis, we experienced of deindustrialization by having a very good policy and a good economic stability and political stability. Indonesia now is coming back into the deindustrializations, the industrializations again. So by having these situations, we know that the contributions of this manufacturing in Indonesia is having significant contributions. If you look at the amount of investment value from 2018 to 2022, the contributions of this is almost 35 billion US dollars for the realization of investment. So it is a good uh, opportunity for us. And the second one is talking about healthcare. And it is not only about healthcare, but also when we talk about pharmaceutical and medical devices, so a part of this healthcare industry. These are two at least industries that we have the growth of the demand locally, uh, domestically, and we see also the growth of international demand. And Indonesia having this kind of opportunities. And some policies coming from the government as well, since we give a better assurance to the people of Indonesia that they have a kind of guarantee for this healthcare, so it means that the demand in healthcare, both in, let's say, devices and also pharmaceutical, is growing very significantly. And this will open up the new investment opportunities for them to come to Indonesia. The third one is about renewable energy. 
because we know that we have a planning that we are going to account of 40% of new renewable energy contribution at the times that we are going to achieve this by 2045. But the more in real uh, uh, possibility power generations and in the solar and power generations and also with manufacturing, healthcare and renewable energy will be the hot three sectors that we would like to offer to them. But of course, it is not limited to these three, but it is also open for any investment that they pay. They would like to have in Indonesia, we are also open to that. Sure, so many sectoral opportunities in Indonesia. And we have been seeing that from uh, our portfolio that have a prosperous sector as well. Now, Pak, to conclude, any last messages for the existing or potential new investor to Indonesia, Pak Yeah, I guess data will show you assurance. So you may also feel a kind of pessimistic about the growth of economy globally. But we know that compared to the global economic growth, and advanced economic growth and emerging market growth, we know that emerging market growth is having better growth compared to those two. And Indonesia, as a country in ASEAN, receiving the second biggest investment. And it is proof that Indonesia showing a good contribution into the global community and ecosystem for the economic growth. So what are the things that you are thinking about? If you are finding out investment destinations other than the country, Having a good market, having a good policy, economic stability, having political stability, and having a very good a policy of following the growth of concerns of global community. So please come to invest in Indonesia, and the government will be converting partner for you, going every single stage of your investment realizations. And that's a great note to end on. You have given our audience a lot to think about as they look at Indonesia as an investment and growth market. If you'd like to find out more about how BKM can help you to successfully invest in Indonesia, please do visit www.kpm.co.id. And thank you again for joining me on HSBC Top Business today. You are most welcome. I do thank for HSBC that always has a good, very good intensity in spreading the good ambience of Indonesia and the development of uh, Indonesia to better future. Thank you. You have been listening to HSBC Talk Business. To follow up on any topics raised in this episode or find out how HSBC can support your business across border, please contact your relationship manager or www.business.hsbc.com. Thank you for joining us at HSBC Talks Business. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please do subscribe to the HSBC Talks Business channel to stay up to date with new episodes.